When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. I'm Paul Doolan, joined on the phone this week by Dave Watson. Hello, Dave. Hello, Paul. Did you enjoy my sick beat before we started recording? Yes, you were You were making what can only be described as urban music noises. <laughs> Mouth percussion. It made me feel young. Boots and cats. I've, I've no idea what you're saying. If you say boots and cats repeatedly, it's, it's how you do, like, drum sounds with your mouth. Okay, I'm going to need... Cats and boots and cats. There you go. Right. Yeah. Let's see. I'm down with the kids, man. I'm street. I'm, I'm, I'm with it. I'm now. I'm hip. Oh, I'm with you. Shoes and dogs. <laughs> Mate, we won. We won a game. I yeah. didn't see it. Oh, you missed out. I was at the Hammersmith Apollo seeing the band Beirut and checking yeah. my phone every five minutes through it to see what the score was. <laughs> so I mean, I'm going to defer to you. Well, there's no Rondon free kick off the bar. No, they were supporting. Yeah. <laughs> Playing tonight at the Dublin Castle. Yeah. Um, no, it was over, overall, it was a very good performance, very good away performance. Um, early doors, Rondon. I, I didn't know he had this in his locker, you know. I didn't know he was any good at free kicks, but... He's had a few. Well, yeah, he's put a few away, but he's also, you know... I don't know, I just... I, I didn't think he had it in his locker. But he does, and he's got a hell of a free kick in his locker. Um, the only thing that kept it out was, like I say, the woodwork. If, if that had gone in, oh my, it would have been... You know, a goal. One of the goals. Of, well, yeah, would have been a goal. Been one of it would have been one of the goals of the season for Newcastle. Certainly, it was. It was a great free kick. And then um, I'm rattling through it because it. I'm aware that it's it's late. Um, yeah, this is a natter after dark. It's a special <laughs> late night edition. Yeah, I've got, a, um, I've got a scotch on the go. Dave's got some after eights. Yeah, because I'm classy. I've got and a high class prostitute on the go. <laughs> yeah. Um, so 
they set up very much like all Brendan Rodgers' sides do. Lots of short passes, keep possession, dominate the possession. But we, like Benitez clearly knew that that's how it was going to play out. So we, as we have been recently played on the counter, and we were very good on the counter with Almiron and Perez, Richie, um, and obviously everybody pivoting off, off Rondon, um, who had another great game. Um, Perez's goal came down the down the left-hand side where it, at first I thought Almiron had like rolled the ball back to Richie and I thought, oh, what a player he is. I mean, to see that and to do that and to... He didn't. Oh. He, he was tackled. And <laughs> Richie, <laughs> but Richie put a delicious cross near post header. Perez is popping up with some really important goals. And I've, I saw some stuff on Twitter after the game about he's... Um, He's not far behind Les Ferdinand in terms of. Has he overtaken of Craig Bellamy now? Did I read? Or is he level? Uh, I I don't have that to hand, so I'm not I'm not sure. But he can't be far off because he's either level consist- or overtook him with that goal. Yeah, well, and he he deserves to be in that echelon. Obviously, not in the in with the likes of Ferdinand because. Ferdinand's a proper striker and was playing. I mean, yeah. he only played two seasons, but he was he was superb. Um, but I, I'm hoping that this is you know turning people around to Perez. He's not doing the fingers in the ear celebration anymore. So I'm hoping that the fans are you know the, that vocal minority are, are, are ceasing getting on his back because he does work hard. He is decent. He is scoring important goals for us. He's less frustrating than he has been as well, especially early yeah. in the season. But I think a lot of that is Rondon. When you're playing off the scraps from Hosselu, there's not yeah. a huge amount <laughs> that can go right. No. Um, and then just a quick mention of uh, Fabian Shah was brilliant again. Not not just for the more eye-catching stuff he does further up the pitch, but his defensive work is consistently good. Um, I think if Lejeune was fit... I'd have Shah ahead of Lascelles, you know, in, in the pecking order. I know mm. we play in a three at the back, but I'd, I'd have Shah second choice behind Lejeune because I think he's he he does remind me of Philippe Albert. You know, he's he's I okay. Think, I think Sorry. when we have three centre backs, Cher and Lejeune, either side of Lascelles is perfectly mm. balanced in a way. Yeah, You've got those two who can ping balls forward, and Lascelles who can just deal with any sort of Peter Crouch type that we're up against. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's that's one good thing about both Lejeune and and Char is they're not afraid of you know they're not they're not just classy on the ball they they are big strong defenders and yeah. they're, they're not afraid to put their you know their, their body on the line. Shares a good yeah, shit house in the best way as well. Yeah, he is. He'll yeah. pick up a lot of bookings every season. And you you need a bit of nastiness at our at our level of the game. You need someone who isn't afraid to as long as it's not. You know, stupid like John yeah. Joe Shelby kind of shithousery. But yeah, you, you do need somebody who will take one for the team and and who will let the opposition striker know that he's not going to get an easy game. So yeah, no, that was that was good. But um, going back to the 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 way the game played out, I saw Brendan Rodgers after the game say that uh, it's very hard to um, break a team down when they set up with eleven men behind the ball, and he, he made it out like we were defending for large periods, but we weren't. We like we were in our own half, but we were in control of the key areas that we need to defend. And then, when there was an opportunity to attack, we took it. Mm. And on another ge- on another day, we could have had 
two or three, you know. I mean, there was one that springs to mind where Shah dribbled, well, not dribbled, that, that's overstating it a bit. He, he moved forward with the ball. And <laughs> you know, the word you're looking for is ran. I think. Yeah, well, this is it. He wasn't, he wasn't even running that fast. You know, he was just moving <laughs> <Strolled>. forward. <laughs> he Jogged. sauntered. Yeah. Well, he, I tell you what he did. He albeared it. He just yeah. albeared it up the pitch with the ball. He held off uh, Jamie Vardy, then went past him. But it, it was like a half-hearted tackle from Vardy because he knew he, if he brought him down, it would have been a free kick, definitely. Um, and he wasn't going to win the ball. And then he laid it off to Almiron in a bit of space on the left-hand side. And I think the pressure that he hasn't scored a goal yet is, is getting to him because he could have taken a bit more of a touch. He could have pulled it back into the centre for Perez or for, for Rondon even. Um, but he didn't. He lashed at it and it just it went ballooning. I mean, when he does score... I'm hoping it's going to be next game, you know, at home against Southampton. You, you'd fancy us to get a few chances. The, the stadium's going to erupt because he has changed our game for the better. I'm, you know, I'm not yeah. saying that he's he's a world beater or anything, but he's certainly just he's allowed us to change from a, a, a solid defensive unit who's looking to get something from a free kick or uh, from a corner or something to. We're really dangerous on the break now, and that's yeah, thanks to Almiron carrying it. I think you look at us on the break before we had him when you're relying on Atsu and Perez. The, Atsu's quick but incapable of doing anything with it. Almiron seems positionally more intelligent. Yeah, and he also he does the thing that uh, Gutierrez used to do for us, which is win either either they get a throw in. But deep in their own half, we get a throw and we get a foul, we get a, a corner or something. Like he, he keeps the possession safe, whereas when Atsu is doing it, he loses the ball without being fouled or the ball going dead. So, yeah, I, I'm a big, big fan of Almiron. I, I can't wait for him to get a, a proper, you know, yeah. get a chance. To It'll really be interesting celebrate. to see what happens when he does get his first goal. Whether it does sort of open the floodgates, or maybe it is just. He's not as good as we hoped. Uh, I would but put him he in looks the, very decent. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd put him in the Gutierrez bracket of talent. Like I think he's, um, I think he's that level. You know, he, he's international class um, attacking midfielder. He's not, you know, he's not up there with like Anthony Martial or anything. He's just, he's just good, and he works hard and. I'd rather have that than like a Lon Robert who's much more talented, but in this team would be terrible. I'd have to take issue with that. <laughs> you, would, <laughs> but, you would rather not have Lauren Robert. You'd rather in this have, side oh, with everybody on, else Dave. that we've got in this side. No, because Lauren Robert is a. I, I'm a massive fan of Robert. Oh, when we I did our best you. eleven. He, I can't remember. He got in as our favourite, although the best left winger we've had in the Premier League. It was, it was definitely between him and Janola. Yeah. I'm sorry that Stephen Glass didn't make the final two. He made mine. But it was, <laughs> but it was definitely between... But my, my point wasn't that... I mean, yes, I'd love I'd love Robert in, in, in any side, but I just think at this moment, with the players that he's got around him and the way that Benitez has, has us set up, Robert wouldn't, wouldn't be... <laughs> Wouldn't be efficient. Wouldn't be. Wouldn't. I see what you're saying, and yeah. I also see that you're you're very wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, but well, so yeah, but well done. 
good performance, good win, and nice to see Rogers unhappy because for all he's, yeah. he's a decent manager, I, he's not likable. He's too Brent for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, then there was the post-match interview with Benitez. Um, he seems so much more relaxed. I don't know. He if always is after a win, though. I think it's people read too much into Benitez's mood after a game because every time we lose or draw where we should have won. His mm. quotes are always more negative and along the lines of, well, to get anything up front, you need players worth £50 million. And everyone makes out that means, well, he's going then, the board aren't going to give him what he yeah. wants. As soon as we win, he talks about the togetherness in the camp and everyone says he's staying. <laughs> Maybe his mood's just worse after he doesn't win. I like mean, most that doesn't... Yeah, like most people connected with football. Yeah. Um, he said that the but there was something he said. He said that the budget was seventeen million, and Carragher checked him on that and said, "Oh, do you mean net?" And he and he said, "No, no, no, seventeen million pounds." Oh, really? Now, now, I assume that means that he had seventeen million quid to spend in the summer, but we spent more than that in the summer. I mean, not net, but. We spent more than seventeen million, and then we spent twenty million in the January window. So I don't know; it, it was weird. But he said that you'd need like he's right when he said you'd need like thirty million pounds to buy one of Leicester's attackers. Yeah, and and you know he's not after two hundred million. He just he just wants to compete. And when he said thirty million quid, uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but Daniel Story, who does some stuff for BBC, does some stuff. For oh yeah, three six five. He put out a, a little table, which is like the transfer fees of the ten most regular starters this season. I did see club. that, and I immediately thought of you. I thought if you've not <laughs> seen this, I'm going to have to put your attention to it. But basically, ranks but that, the teams. Yeah. Basically, well, you explain it because it's. You've basically Smash. explained it already, haven't you? But yeah, so yeah, it's just it's a list of the teams in the Premier League, the top most regular starters. What is their um, cumulative transfer fee? And Man City are, are top with four hundred and twenty-nine million pounds. Now, bear in mind that's more than Mike Ashley is asking for our club. So that's just for ten of their most regular starters. Forget yeah. about their bench and everything else. And I imagine the their way- second eleven would be a f- yeah. fair whack as well. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, Kyle Walker's, what, 40 million? Or that's how much he was sold for? Anyway, you, you go all the way down to the, the bottom three, and you've got like Cardiff City, 10 most regular starters cost 13 million pounds. And it's no great surprise that they're in the trouble that they're in because they're just not very good. But where they're, uh, where they're at 38 million quid, that's the cost of our 10 most regular starters this season. And for those players, you're thinking about Dubravka, Cher, Lascelles, Richie, and Richie himself cost 12 million quid. So for us to be sitting in 15th position on when the 10 most regular starters for our club is 38 million, just incredible job Benitez has done. Just incredible. It's a good job. There's other ones on there as well. Like Watford have massively overachieved. Maybe they have. Like Fulham who've underachieved. It's a good job he's done, I think. But I think you look... We've spent quite wisely. Like, Cher is mm. not the value we paid for him. He's no. clearly worth a fair bit more. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And I suppose you've also got to consider that we haven't actually spent any money on Rondon. And yeah. he's, I mean, he'd be, he'd cost us £16 million, but he'd be worth more than £16 million to us. Um, but you also look at, like, Brighton. 
they, they've they spent quite a bit of money in the in the window, and they pulled in players like um, Rat Acrobash or something like that, and then another kid called Lacardia, and they barely played. And these are two fairly expensive players that just haven't played. Whereas our most expensive players that aren't playing is like. Jacob Murphy. Jacob Murphy. My problem with these sort of Mitchell. things, though, is it it makes me miss the days when we used to spunk money on nobodies because <laughs> we could because we could afford to. I mean, we couldn't afford to, and that's part of the problem. But well, I agree with you. Like potato, tomato. <laughs> but if you think about where Benitez has us with a thirty-eight million pounds on on this particular table, imagine what he could do with another forty million quid. 60 million quid I mean could we be up there with like West Ham comfortably sitting in ninth position yeah absolutely I know that's an aspirational statement but it's also depressing (laughs) (laughs) could we be up there with West Ham oh okay then um, I was was trying like Everton Everton are in sixth position yeah I think Benitez Benitez has shown let him control the money and he'll by and large get a better return than he should so it's frustrating that he's not, as of yet, really been given the control, apart from that one season in the Championship where he won the league. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing that came out after it in like subsequent days was uh, Lascelles and Ritchie were both in the, the Evening Chronicle um, saying that uh, the, the team's been underestimated. And he's saying there's people there who thought we were going to be relegated, and there's people saying this and that. And I don't, I maybe I'm being too sensitive, but I, I was wondering: are they talking about the press and the media and stuff, or are they talking about our own fans? Because I was not very confident about us staying up um, at parts during the season. I know, I know, you were a little bit more bullish early doors because you know rightly you were saying look at the, the teams we played against but ha- have we been too harsh on the players I don't think necessarily the one mo- it's, it's hard to sort of remember back to that early part of the season when we looked not cut adrift but did we lose uh, yeah did we lose our first five or something like that yeah we I mean we I think it was our longest Longest period of uh, longest start of the season without a win. Yeah, this season. I think when you have eight games, I think, I think when you win. have a run like that, you can't be that surprised if people think you're going to get relegated. Yeah, but I think it was. I mean, some of the some of the stuff that they were saying was it was more about the standard of the player, and the sales came out with saying like it, you know the the team works really hard for each other and you don't need to spend a lot of money to you don't need to spend hundreds of millions or whatever to get a good side you can do it with less money and there's been a little bit of criticism for that saying what well, sounds a bit like a Mike Ashley line and stuff and that, I don't think that Mike Ashley cares enough about what fans think to get the captain of the club to, to leak stuff I think Lascelles was basically saying look you know we're good enough to finish comfortably safe and I think we were I mean if we'd had an easier start to the season I don't think we would have been in the relegation conversation I think as well if we'd had Rondon in earlier and fit and we've also been lucky that he's avoided injury for most of the season otherwise I'm not sure we would have been good enough to easily avoid relegation if we were relying on Hosselu for all of the season and Muto then 
I think we'd have had a very different season. Yeah, very different season. I think that's probably it for the Leicester game, isn't it? So should we have a quick break for some messages and then we'll come back with questions from you, the listeners. The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. Hello and welcome back to the Newcastle Natter. How are you, Dave? I'm still good. Good. That's what we like to hear. A lot of <laughs> sirens around me tonight. I just want to make it clear I'm not on the run. <laughs> this won't be my last pod before I'm incarcerated, but they are getting very close. Are there not loads of protests in London about climate change tonight? Ah, Jesus. It's not even real. It doesn't even exist. <laughs> How do you explain snow? Still snows. Jeez. He's not snow though, is he? He's Aegon Oh, now. I know it would it would be a bold move to segue right now from this being a Newcastle podcast to a Game of Thrones one. But I think it's a challenge we'd be up to. <laughs> yeah, I could definitely talk about that first episode. Sorry, I just got on my motorbike there. I don't know if you heard. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, should we talk about the uh, the Twitter questions yes. instead of going on on one about Game of Thrones? So at Tony No Toppings, great name, says the future of a few of our central midfielders seems to be in doubt for next season. Diarme, Hayden, and Shelby all being talked about. Who would you be most upset to lose, and who would you realistically like to see come in as a replacement? I've said it most of the season, I wouldn't be too fussed about losing Shelby, and I think he is clearly on the way out. Yeah, I'd, and to follow that on, I'd say Diame. I wouldn't be too disappointed to see him go, because he was great tail end of last season, and he you know, he works hard and all that shit, but he's just, he, he hasn't got the engine anymore. Is he 32 and now? Something like that, yeah. He, basically, he's, he's on the wane. Um, so I'd, I think I'd he only has to play a him. few more games to get an automatic an extension, extension yeah. doesn't he? So I'd, I wouldn't be surprised if Key, Hayden and Shelby mm. played a few more games. Cause, There's a caveat yeah. to all of this, is that any any decisions we say about wanting to sell players is instinctively with the idea of them being replaced, which is not something that necessarily happens at this club. No, true enough. But what what's certainly for me is that if you'd asked me six months ago about those three midfielders, who would I like want to go out the door or who would I be most upset about losing? Hayden would not have been what yeah. I'd be upset about losing, but he is... I, I have to hold my hands up that because I remember distinctly saying he can fuck off, but he's been, he's been superb and he does want to go away and he does want to be with his family and I, I you know, fair play. I, uh, you can't argue with that. Yeah, because football's just a game. But part of me wishes that wasn't all out in the public eye, though, because it does clearly affect his transfer value. Yeah, he would yeah. be like the current form he's in. He'd be talked about, not necessarily rightly, as deserving an England call-up. The way any Newcastle player does yeah, at English yeah, when they start mean. playing well, and the price tag would go up. But now it's sort of you can just see any team in the south coming in for him. For yeah, about 15 I mean, million. You, you could comfortably see him moving to Bournemouth or to um, who's coming up? Norwich. 
and Norwich is still a fair way away. But you know what I'm saying? Like anybody, anybody around that way. What we need to happen? Premier League. Yeah. What would need to happen? I'm saying what we would need to happen oh, is sorry. Kevin Keegan to come in and do <laughs> what he did with Rob Lee when he convinced him that Newcastle was further south than Middlesbrough and just somehow convince Isaac Hayden that Newcastle is one of the southernmost clubs <laughs> in the league. Maybe just yeah. turn a map of Britain upside down. Yeah, Newcastle is closer to London than Fulham is. Is that yeah. what you're yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, but yeah, you're right that um, we'd worry about actually being replaced. In terms of who I would like to see repl- come in as a replacement, um, apparently we've been looking at Brooks from Bournemouth, the young attacking midfielder. Mm. Um, I'd be happy with that. I don't mind that billing from Huddersfield. He impressed me in the, the, the two games we played against them, but I'm always cautious about signing someone from a relegated side. The other one we keep getting linked with with Huddersfield, who I do like, is Aaron Moy, who <sighs> I think would be a good replacement for Shelby because they've got the same I head. <laughs> I have, I have to be honest, I haven't been that impressed with Moy this season. I, he's certainly better than the Championship, but I'm not sure if he's good enough for the, the top flight. Now, that could be because everybody he's playing with is a bit shit, but I, you know, I haven't been bothered. The, the mm. good news is for for everybody is that you and I aren't in charge of recruitment for Newcastle we're, United. We're not. No, no. That's probably Didn't... lucky because you'd have told Isaac Hayden to get fucked <laughs> And I'd just be going around looking for bald white men to replace Shelby. <laughs> just so we don't have to Photoshop too much in the club shop. Um, uh, Kenny Wharton sits on the ball, has, uh, has tweeted, and he, he asked them, Rafa is a solid midfield shape that sees it's hard to break down, and then we look to counter really well too. Which players do you think we need to buy in order to move beyond the two solid play breakers model? Assuming we have £40 million pounds to spend. I know, I know. Um, I think sure one, one player who might help us move beyond that model is Sean Longstaff. I know it's a lot of pressure to put on him, but we've, we've missed him since he's been gone. Yeah, And I don't think he is necessarily... He's been playing as someone who breaks up the play, but you talk to anyone around the club and they all say in his career he's been better further forward and he's quite a good box-to-box sort of goal scorer mm. but it would depend who's alongside him yeah we'd need to sign some in my eyes to, for that to work we'd need to be signing someone like Czech Teote just mm. completely disinterested in, in attacking unless we're 4-3 down against Arsenal and really comfortable breaking up play putting in strong tackles Um Hayden's been doing a decent job at that, yeah. um, but I I think we need someone who's a bit better on the ball. Um, so I, I find it tricky looking at players for us to sign, really, just because you rule ninety percent of them out just because they're on normal wages, mm. which might be a bit cynical considering we do overpay some. Sort of Shelby's on quite decent wages, yeah. But then Shelby was signed under McLaren, so mm. maybe that model where we signed Mitrovic, Feinaldum, um, Mbemba, Shelby and Townsend, maybe that was, you know, we, 
that's when we threw some money at the problem and it didn't work and mm. I think we've been stung and I can really do think, think Shelby will be away. Yeah, I think who, Shelby. Who can play in that role? Um, I don't know. Like we, we targeted Indeed uh, at Leicester. Um, was that Samaras as well, wasn't there? I'm not sure yeah, Samaras we've been linked with. Um, I don't know enough about the the other leagues really uh, so I'd, I'd be basing it on, on Premier League or, or Championship and let's be honest we'll both be basing it on Football Manager <laughs> so who's yeah. going yeah no I, I don't know and even even for for 40 million quid I mean we're not going to be able to sign a 40 million pound player because you'd need yeah. to be spending you know 120 million pounds on players to convince players of that calibre to join us um, okay, another, so, let's move on to another question. Alice Ant yeah. asks, which of our players do you think performed best this season? Should we do it on three and see if we've got the same player? Yeah, okay. One, two, three, Rondon. Yeah. Ooh. I was going to go Shaw, but... <laughs> you bottled it. Yeah, Shaw yeah, has overperformed his price tag, even though Rondon hasn't got a price tag. I know that sounds counterintuitive, but our, if Rondon's not in our team... We stand a much lower chance of winning. See, I think that's a different answer then, because yeah, who's yeah. most important to the way we play? Rondon, hundred yeah. percent. Who's who's had the most good performances? I'd say Shah. Yeah, you might well be right. Actually, he's. I generally am. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think Isaac Hayden would disagree. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off, Hayden. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think we're we're split, but we're agreed. Yeah. Linking yeah. into that question, Alex Fusco asks: If Rondon gets injured, how fucked are we? And if we don't sign him, if we don't sign him permanently, how fucked are we for next season? Um, this um, season, if Rondon got injured now, I don't think we're that fucked. I don't think we'd win many games, but we wouldn't go down. We'd just end up sixteenth. You know? Yeah. It's. Uh, We've still got, um, still got good defence, and we'll, we're still diff- difficult to beat. So, I, I, you know, God, I, I really hope he doesn't get injured because I'd quite like to see us win some games. But um, this season, we'll be all right. If we don't sign him permanently, how fucked are we for next season? Depends. It depends. Yeah. Because if, if we don't sign him, it doesn't mean we won't spend on a striker like him under twenty-five yeah. or twenty-six years old. I mean, we should if, sign him. Yeah. Yeah, we should. We should absolutely sign Solomon Rondon and we should also sign somebody else to play when Rondon isn't fit. Yeah. Because you can't rely on one striker for the entire season just by the nature of the, the Premier League. He is going to get bumped and bashed and, and all the rest of it. So, uh, yeah, we've got, to sign, we've got to sign a striker in the, in, in the summer and yeah. we need to do it quickly because the season, it's going to be the, 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 the transfer window closes 48 hours before the season starts. So we can't, you yeah, know, we can't wait and see what happens. No, no, I think with Rondon as well, he shouldn't necessarily be our first choice striker. Even when he got relegated with West Brom, he wasn't their first choice striker. No. It seems I, odd. You know, I'd love us to go off and sign some big, strong 15, 20 goal a season striker, but we won't. We'll, we'll go off and sign another 10 to 15 goal a season striker, if anything. Yeah. 
Yeah. But I think as well, like you said before, Rondon sort of dictates the way we play. Yeah. Which, which is more important than him getting 15 goals. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Jake Sansom asks, if we went into next season with the same team, including Rondon as our single summer signing, would we stay up? Uh, I think yes. But, yeah, well, it's a, it's a tricky one because if that was the only business we did and we kept Benitez, we would stay up. But I think if that was the only business we did, Benitez wouldn't stay and yeah. probably wouldn't stay up. Yeah, so it's sort I agree of, with that. It's kind of catch-22. Mm. Uh, Booby, who is at Trustin Tristan, says, hypothetically, you find a lamp that when you rub, a blue Mike Ashley pops out and begrudgingly gives you three wishes. What do you wish for? Um, him to fuck off, him to fuck off, and uh, for a new uh, oil state-backed ownership. Wow. I might have wasted two wishes. <laughs> you might have done. I don't care. I just want him to know how much. I, I'd have to do those last because if I if I wished for him to fuck off straight away, I, I would I wouldn't get the other ones. So. I think it's like you have to be careful with his wish promotions because it'll probably be seventy percent off. <laughs> like there was in Sports Direct, you'll only end up with one wish. Yeah. So use yeah. your first wish wisely. I think just him to be gone and an ambitious owner. Who, yeah. who isn't linked to human rights abuses to be in would be oh. about it. That's oh, all you can really ask for. You are a better man than I. You are you want blood. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know we're but you want a club built on built on crushed skulls. Yeah. If indentured workers haven't died building the new stadium, I don't want a seat in it. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, we laugh. It is modern football. Yeah. Um, Paul Rutherford at Big Bob 71 underscore PL. Nice. Um, he says that we need Shelby to play. He's the best passer in the league. Maybe. Mm. Um, perfect for Almiron. He's I, also added a couple, assuming Hayden is leaving, and then says, What about drink water sitting doing fuck all <laughs> at Chelsea? I don't think Shelby's the best passer in the league and I think what's clear Benitez has tried to make it work but Shelby's not a Rafa Benitez player he doesn't have the discipline mentally to do it no I think what was quite telling that Longstaff came in did everything Shelby does pretty much just as well and the other side of the game you suddenly realise it might not be such a miss and I also think that the to get the best out of Almiron, you don't give him the ball to chase onto. You give him the ball as it like you don't you don't launch it ten yards ahead of him for him to chase down. That's, he likes the ball to feet. He likes to be going past a player. He likes to you know be in control of the ball and carry it. Um, I, I would say that Longstaff's better at that kind of thing because Shelby, like you say, he doesn't have the discipline. Uh, we saw it when he came on. As a substitute against um, uh, against Palace, the f- one of the first things he did does is launch the ball down for for Yedlin to chase yeah. onto, and you know it might have worked. But the the, the point is, we need control of the game. That's, I think as well what... in the way the team looks stronger with Rondon. I think the team looks weaker with Shelby because too many players 
feel they don't have to make a decision or take a chance. They can just give the ball to Shelby and let him try and do sort of quarterback passes, 60 yards. Mm. They look good, but they give up possession much more often and put us under pressure. And, and what about Drinkwater, his wages? Well, his wages and he hasn't played competitively for a, for at least a season. Yeah. Um, Does that I, ever work out? I'm trying to think transfer-wise. Players who've gone to a big club, not played for a season, do they ever really come back from that? I think it takes them a season playing like on loan somewhere else first. Mm. Like um, Sturridge wasn't really playing at uh, Man City, you know, moved to Bolton. Yeah, that's true. And and you know he did very well at Bolton. Um, I'm trying to think of other Sean other Phillips sort of made a career out of it, I guess. Yeah. What about James Milner? But then he was he was always around the team. Yeah. So no, I, I can't think of a, a good example of. I a, mean, the a ones that don't is quite. Who's the one who was at Everton who ended up at Sunderland? Oh, Rodwell. Rodwell. I think he's at Blackpool now. Wow. Or oh, Blackburn. I think he's at Blackburn now. Um, so, oh, just very quickly, did you see the the Sunderland five four? Wasn't it? Yeah, five four. Unbel- like just an unbelievable game to have flash up on the on the. Um, you know, on the ticker thing, um, mental. Uh, I'm not going to spend any time laughing at them. Yeah, my my problem with the whole Newcastle Sunderland thing at the minute is, I think it was at the weekend. There sort of Newcastle fans going, look at this 18 page thread on a Sunderland forum talking about how they're not obsessed with us. And you're like, you've gone to page 18 of a thread on a Sunderland forum to find that point. You're just as obsessed. And we've we've discussed previously. I'm not that fast about them Bedford no. Mags had some questions Dave good he always he did comes ask through. if it was too late to send some questions but no, no always got time for Bedford he says with Cardiff currently beating Brighton that's as we're recording this have, Br- have Brighton's bottle gone will Cardiff catch us with all the smoke and mirrors about contracts what percentage is Rafa staying swap deal with Rondon for Gale and Murphy he always gets a lot in as well. He does. He, he uses that character limit, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, has Brighton's bottle gone? Uh, looks like it. I They've had hope a... so. Yeah, I feel bad for Chrissy Hewton because he's a nice bloke and all that kind of shit. Yeah. But I'm, like, Brighton really haven't added much to the Premier League. All they had before as well, they were sort of like Burnley last season where you thought, they're just very, very hard to beat and they'll win enough games by one goal at home. And that yeah. that looks gone now. Is it 5-0? Yeah. Bournemouth beat them? Yeah. And um, I, I think... It is It is a shame for... I think Cardiff's, like, Cardiff's running is hard enough that Brighton might still be safe because Cardiff has still got to play Man U and Liverpool, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this this is the hope that will kill Neil Warnock. Um, well, as long as something kills him. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think I think Cardiff is still gonna are still gonna go, but um, it feels like we're strange. out of it. The percentage, yeah, I know, it's percentage Raf is going to stay, not safety. But I think we both we both feel we're safe. Yeah, will Cardiff catch us? No. We've got an easier run in, we're a better side, and I think they're going to go down. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, with all the smoke and mirrors about contracts, what percentage is Rafa staying? Honestly, I mean, I said it, I was pretty much convinced he was gone after that Crystal Palace game. But it might be, as you as you alluded to earlier, that it was just his demeanour after a, a disappointing loss. Because his demeanour after this win against Leicester, he looked much happier. Um, I've, I think I'm retreating to about 70% that he'll go. Yeah. Oh, that he'll go? Yeah. I'd put yeah, it at least 50-50. I, I still think he'll go because I don't think he'll get the assurances from Mike Ashley. Um. And I think, because he's obviously getting um, job offers. I mean, uh, Guillaume Balaguer was saying that uh, he knows for a fact he's had offers from China and uh, somewhere in the Middle East. But he wants to stay in England, really, doesn't he? Yeah, he absolutely does. But I think rather than stay at Newcastle United, where he's not going to get an ambitious owner supporting him, he could go to uh, somewhere like... Southampton and get I mean it's a much smaller club but they're ambitious he could maybe be attracted you know if uh, Nuno Espirito Santo is plucked by some bigger side he might be offered the Wolves job and there's another ambitious yeah club uh, it's the ambition of it and and the potential because Wolves is you know it's a big club it's a bit of a sleeping giant if if somebody could make the, if somebody could make Wolves the the top side in England's second city, then Benitez could. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I think sort of at least fifty fifty. I'm starting to lean towards he'll stay. I, I mean, that, I had to, sorry, go on. I was going to say that wraps up because we need to wrap this up because it is okay. it is very after dark. Yeah, so let's just is. very quickly talk about Southampton. I mean, this is how much research I've done. Are we home? Are we away? Is it <laughs> Okay, so we're at home. Uh, it's the 5.30 kickoff, so it's yet another game on, on TV, which is great. Um, in the last few games, they've got four wins, but they've come against like Wolves, Brighton, Spurs and Fulham. The only one of those that's impressive is Spurs, because Wolves have been shit against struggling sides other than us. Um, Southampton aren't very good at the back. They're not. They're not very good at all. But four wins Nathan in Redman, five, though. Yeah. Um, and Shane Redman Long looked, is somehow scoring goals, which looked impossible not so long well, ago. I think. I think the, the key player for them is Nathan Redmond. Yeah. I think he. I think he's um, been given a lot more freedom by Hassan Hassan Hootel. So, um, he, and, and because he operates on that, like our right, their left. Um, I'd worry about how much how much of an impact he could have because man, neither Mankilo or Yedlin are any good defensively. Really, I mean Mankilo is better, be better simply because he doesn't push forward as far, so he's more likely to be in in that position. I think the, the key for us is stopping the the ball getting to um, getting Nathan Redman and Shane Long by killing off that that centre of the park. Um, the other thing to be uh, concerned about is uh, James Ward-Prowse is a real danger from set pieces and we do give away quite a few free kicks Um, but I think there'll be a good atmosphere at the ground because we're safe so we won't be going into the same trepidation as as we would normally I think 
they'll be confident that they are safe too. So I don't think that they would be as, um, you know, they're not going to be as desperate as the Cardiff are. Um, so I'm going to go for a 2-0 win Whoa. to Rafa's boys. I think it's going to be very similar to the Palace game and a narrow... Def- I don't know, I'm going to go one-all draw. Oh. Yeah. That's well, good. that's sexy as fuck. I would say we've been on telly... It feels like every game. It does. Well, we're on TV more times than anybody outside the top six. Yeah. I'm really confident about that. Give us seventh now. Yeah, just give us it for... It's disgusting that the league is still arranged on points. (laughs) It feels medieval. (laughs) Should be by like... um, We're the people's seventh. We are the people's seventh. One one thing is, um, it's just the the size of our um, global international footprint. Like, people... People know about Newcastle United and tune in to watch them from all over the shop. No, we're not where we're nowhere near as big as like Man U or or Liverpool, but we're certainly we're certainly a, a bigger club in the eyes of the world than teams like Fulham or fucking I don't know Burnley. Yeah. You know, we'll always be on TV loads. I think also part of it is because they thought oh, Newcastle United might be in the relegation fight and. Big club in danger of going down again. Yeah. Lots of narrative. Benitez, will he go if they go down and stuff like that? I think that's why we were selected. So, Well, um, on that bombshell, yes. I think it's time to wrap it up. Thank you very much again, Dave. Thanks for hosting, Paul. Thank you to you, all the Natter listeners, for sending in questions as well. That's yeah, really the appreciate most we've that. had. Otherwise, yeah. you'd have to put up with us <laughs> trying to think of things. Christ knows no one wants that. Right, well, thank you, Dave, and thank you, everybody else. And just have great nights, guys. (laughs) Just take care of yourselves. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.